106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. With Joe Biden. Come on, come on, the flower, you know, the, the creators, the fact said we all are well endowed. And all, all, all men are secreted equally. With liberty, jump, jumpsuits for all men. No joke. No joke. I'm not kidding around here. You're ridiculous. Race. Creed, Creed, Clearwater, color balloons. Come on. So my husband owns a gun shop, and he just called me to tell me that the ATF has made updates to their background check policy, and effective today, they give an exemption to illegal immigrants to be able to purchase firearms. Now, this strangely coincides with uh, California, New York, and Chicago making it legal for illegals to be police officers. Tell me our government isn't about to pull some shenanigans without telling me our government's about to pull some shenanigans. I will defend religion and I will defend in God we trust. And you know that very important phrase is under siege. You do know that, right? We will defend it 100%. As president, I kept every promise I made to Christians and more. And I think everybody in this room understands that very well. That's pretty well documented. This is a longer story. It's, it's, it takes a dark turn, but I think it's, I know, I mean, I have a good sense of what's going to happen here. Okay. They're leading into trap. They're not going to let Trump get anywhere near the White House. They're not going to let him. What about so the goal is, you know, have him be the nominee. And by hell or high water, one way or another, they're not going to have him. They're not going to let him. What about the other two? It's not them. Who is it? It's within our own party. Okay. okay. It's within our own party? Yes, it is. Okay. Hey, look at the people who, are, who voted to keep Trump off the ballot. Who are they putting up? Losses to keep them off the ballot. Larry Fink to Reed Hoffman. Who are they propping up? So it's a game. And I'm not going to, I'm in this to make sure that that doesn't happen. They want it to be two horse race, eliminate him, put up actually the Trojan horse within the Republican Party that keeps the war machine humming. This is a map of San Francisco. There's a lot of plots on that. You may be asking, what is that plotting? Well, this is an app where they plot the human feces that are found on the streets of San Francisco. And you see how almost the whole thing is covered because that is what has happened in one of the previous greatest cities this country's ever had. Human feces is now a fact of life, except when a communist dictator comes to town. Then they cleaned up the streets. They lined the streets with Chinese flags. They didn't put American flags there. They cleaned everything up. So they're willing to do it for a communist dictator, but they're not willing to do it for their own. Happy New Year to you. It's the, uh, I'm recording this on the 3rd of January, so that's a legitimate Happy New Year, New Year, 2024. And uh, this is episode 249, 
249, and it will arrive on the internet on January 6, 2024. That's a Saturday. This is Lou Benninger, and you're listening to No Hostages Radio. And yep, that's the 249th episode. Who would have believed we'd do this this long? So happy to have you here. I'm up here in Northern California in Yuba County, out on the left coast. It's cold tonight. It's wet and cold up here. And, you know, people think California is like toasty. And uh, down down Southern California, it stays kind of nice all year round. But up here in the north, uh, it gets a little chill to it this time of year. So uh, we're good. The problem is Pacific Gas and Electric is incredibly expensive anymore in California because of all the environmentalists. And so all of a sudden you're going to end up with several hundred dollars in the utility costs. It's terrible. It's a crime. That's why many people are leaving the state. That's one of the many reasons. So uh, we're going to do six segments here tonight. You can reach me if you want to communicate with me about any topic. At uh, my cell phone is 530-713-1838. That's 713-1838. Very simple. Text or calls good for me. I am on the left coast, whatever. Don't know what time zone you're in. You can also email at lou, L-O-U, at nohostagesradio.com. Nohostagesradio.com. That's a website where we put all of our previous podcasts and articles that I've written. You could jump in there on those as you wish. We also do, you might, if you go over that uh, website for the podcast, you might notice a listen live button. That has to do with a live show we do on Saturdays from KMYC Radio in Marysville, 1410 a.m. But if you want to listen live from 10 in the morning till 1 in the afternoon, uh, you can just uh, click on that icon and uh, listen live there. We cover some similar topics, but not the same topics always. Uh, that's a local show, but we, you know, we cover stuff uh, statewide and nationally as well with this with this podcast because it's being listened to from various states. <clears throat> we uh, we are a little more broad based. So uh, anyway, that's some things you can do if you want to. Wanted to mention right off that one of our sponsors. Uh, All Power Services, I saw that they made their move. They're also on Facebook now, All Power Services. They made their move from 1469 Stewart Road in Yuba City over to, uh, where is it here? I lost it. I'll have to pick it up in a second. Uh, I think I cut and pasted the wrong thing. They're over on Calusa Avenue now now in Yuba City. I'll give you the, uh, the coordinates in a little bit when I get right back take a break here but all power services fixes all of your small tools hand tools power tools and gets them right back to you they make your chainsaws cut like butter just go right through butter Uh, but all kinds of equipment you know weed eaters so those kind of types of cutting devices trimmers mowers small tractors all that kind of stuff they do a lot of chainsaw work for the big uh arborists and uh, tree trimming companies so uh the way you can get a hold of them is 530-790-5100 790-5100 let me just look over here and i think i have last week's 
Let's see what I have here for their their address and see if I don't have it correctly since we have some we're just starting off the show here we're we're good still don't have it here uh let's see okay, this one I think I'll find it all right, so I'll get you squared away right from the beginning here, huh. Crazy. I'll look it up and come back to you, so I don't want to waste any more time. Although we're going to be on here a while, I don't want to waste a lot of time. I like I like to use the time appropriately. So thank you for listening. And also, I should mention to you that uh, once more that uh, North Valley Paralegal moved from, from over in Yuba City on Civic Center Boulevard to 423 4th Street in Marysville, right below the radio station. And uh, they have been there for about six weeks now. So if you need any legal help, they can do it for you really easily. They can be reached at 530-751-9289. 7519284234th Street is right across from Sierra Central Credit Union. Okay, let me get back to the right sheet I was on so I can talk of what I'm going to do today instead of last week. All right. Hope you're doing good. Hope you had a good new year. There's a lot going on. And uh, I got a brochure, and and all of you have Congress members and uh, senators representing you. U.S. Senators and U.S. Congressmen, and uh, I make some comments about ours, and even though you're not in our state or our district, uh, I'm just encouraging you by me speaking up that you would keep track of your representatives and speak up, because a lot of times they just say things, and uh, they really uh, are buffaloing us. So we have a guy named Doug LaMalfa who claims... uh, He's back there. He's he's been back there quite a few years now. Uh, he represents us, part of Yuba County and Sutter County, and some other counties here. And I just uh, thought it was so interesting when he. Uh, you remember when the the congressman, uh, the House representatives asked, uh, voted to have McCarthy, Kevin McCarthy, uh, step down after he'd only been in in uh, in the uh, speaker seat for about ten months. And uh, remember, they took him 15 different votes to get him in there because a number of the Republicans did not want him uh, because he was a rhino, Republican in name only. That's the same way as this Doug LaMalfa. And Doug LaMalfa has a has a crush on uh, on uh, McCarthy. And I just went on his website to see whether he still had his last last love letter to McCarthy. And he said that. McCarthy, he thought he he was one of his one, most wonderful friends and a, a wonderful leader, and and done great things for the Republican Party, and uh, he'd been betrayed. And I thought, oh, he'd been betrayed. My goodness, they voted him after fifteen tries. He they finally said, hey, if you'll behave yourself, if you'll change some things about this place. And uh, make it more constitutional. If you'll do this, you'll do that. If you'll do this, we will support you. Now, his the problem with Kevin McCarthy is that he agreed to all the things that the uh, group, 
the more conservative caucus of the Republican Party and the United in, in the rep, representatives, he went along with them, said, OK, I'll do all that. OK, OK, OK. <clears throat> and um, one of the one of the things there was a whole list, big list. And it took them 15 tries before he would bend his knee because they were picking up. They're trying to pick other people. And one of the things they want, wanted to do, I should have probably made the list out. But um, one of the things they wanted to do is have those January 6th videos released. Now, isn't that a pretty, pretty simple thing? That's not like calculus, physics. That's not like no, learning how to fly a jet plane. That's not like learning a new language. You just release them. How long did it take? Uh, is it Mike Johnson that, that took over for McCarthy? How long did it take him? About a month? <clears throat> to release the tapes of January 6th and to show that the FBI and the Democrats staged the whole riot and blamed it on the Republicans and incarcerated a lot of people for years. So anyway, Lomalfa's in love with McCarthy, and so he said there that McCarthy had betrayed, had been betrayed. The question is, by whom? Because the people that turned around and voted him out, that, that, that tipped the scale, were the same ones that he had to negotiate with to get in in the first place. Gates and Nancy Mace and all those people. And Nancy Mace, who is not a conservative, super conservative Republican, just said, you know, I, he, he did not keep his word. In other words, that's a nice way to say he's a liar. So I got a brochure that was given to me. Uh, I didn't. I don't think I got one at my house. Maybe I'm not included in the mailings. And uh, it says it's a brochure saying all the wonderful things that uh, Lamalfa has done. And one of the things that stuck out here to me was that he said one of the wonderful things he did was he voted. For the Bipartisan Fiscal Responsibility Act. You remember that big act that that uh, uh, McCarthy claimed he'd just done miracles and and got what what uh, what needed to be done. In other words, he won. But Biden claimed he won. You can't have Biden claiming he won and McCarthy claiming he won. So I wondered what exactly went down there. So Lamalfa claims that he worked across party lines to enact the Bipartisan Physical Responsibility Act. You know, it's kind of like that um, when they call it bipartisan, then, then it's like you, get, you have the feeling that there's like a love relationship there. I don't think that's always a good idea. I think they need some uh, adversarial issues. So I looked it up and to see who voted for that. Like Lamalfa said he did. But did you know that 71 Republicans did not vote for that uh, for that act? And I wondered, I wonder if it's some of the same people that uh, decided to throw McCarthy out. And I thought, Shazam, it is. <clears throat> so 71 members of the Republican Party didn't want the Repo Responsibility Act. They didn't think it was very responsible.
Now, when you notice when they put the Responsibility Act, physical responsibility, when they put labels like on it, then you, you that should make the hair on the back of your neck stand up or a red flag go up. So let me just mention some people that you might recognize that voted against the Bipartisan Physical Responsibility Act. This is back uh, in the middle of the summer. 71 members, Mark Alford, uh, he's from Montana. These are all Republicans. Andy Biggs from Arizona. Dan Bishop from North Carolina. Michael Boast from Illinois. Uh, let me, uh, D- Tim Burchett, I've been here seeing him a lot. Tim Burchett, he's the one, the guy that said to McCarthy, he, he was going to have to pray about whether or not he was going to support him staying or not. And they made fun of Tim Burchett. Tim Burchett. Well, uh, he's from Tennessee, and he's one of these guys that are one the Epstein uh, files opened. I don't remember McCarthy talking about much that like that either. But Tim Burchett or Burchett is uh, he's a good guy. Cat Cat Kamek, she's out of Florida. Blonde woman, she you see her a lot. Uh, let's see. Let me look down here a little bit farther. Eli Crane, Arizona. He's a Green Beret. Not a Green Beret, but a uh, Navy SEAL, former Navy SEAL out of Arizona. Byron Donalds. He almost became Speaker of the House. Remember that? He's a guy uh, from Florida. Very sharp guy. One of the sharpest guys, the outspoken guys there. Matt Gates from Florida. He's a firebrand, right? I, I like Gates. Bob Good, Virginia. Paul Gosar, Arizona. Uh, Harriet Hageman, or Hageman, uh, she took Lynn Cheney's place. She's fired up. I like her. She's conservative. See, LaMalfa is not. He's not in this group. Uh, Let's see. Ronnie Jackson, he used to be the doctor for the President of the United States out of Texas. Nancy Mace, she's the one. She said, I'm not going for this. And, and this was a telltale sign that she voted to throw him completely out. They did not like this thing that he negotiated. Uh, and it, he lost his job over this. Part of, part of the reason that he lost his job was this right here. This is a massive, this was a, taking the debt limit ceiling off. You remember that? That concept? Chip Roy, Pete Sessions, Victoria Sparks, you know her? She's a Ukrainian woman. She speaks with a really thick accent. She's out of Indiana. She's very outspoken. She's fired up. Jeff Van Drew, New Jersey guy, city guy, great guy. Uh, Beth Van Dyne uh, and Ryan Zinke, who used to be uh, also a Navy SEAL out of Montana. Now, these people all voted. I didn't give you all 71. I don't have time to do that. I'm just saying to you that here's I got a brochure, and LaMalfa is saying the reason we should vote for him is because he supported, and he worked across party lines. That means he just voted for it. That doesn't mean he did jack diddly. He didn't pick up a shovel. He didn't wash a window. He didn't do jack diddly. And he said he enacted bipartisan Physical responsibility, he he helped enact enact that to limit inflationary and wasteful spending. Listen, the whole operation back there is full of baloney. And and let me tell you, he, he another spot here. He said he was working on ways to stop inflation. Let me tell you what the way is to 
you have nothing to do with inflation. Whoever's listening to this show today, you have nothing to do uh, with inflation. Inflation is when the government prints all kinds of money and spends all kinds of money. And these boys back there are a part of that. That's what they're doing. They created inflation. When you have all this paper money that has no backing and you don't have any production of goods and services for it, that's inflation. And it makes your wages worth a lot less. And so uh, that's a problem you have with these guys. And, uh, you know, he makes a big deal about he works to control the border. So they passed this thing called the Secure Border Act. And they have a list of things, catch and release, asylum, human tracking, agents. How many times have you watched television or YouTube or whatever and seen tens of thousands of guys walking through the border every single day? What are these guys doing back there about it? I always think all these Republicans, they control the House. And they just say, oh, we got, oh, oh, what about the border? What about the border? What about the border? What about the border? Why don't they just cut off all the money to certain agencies that aren't doing anything about the border, right? There's a lot of things they could do. But here he said, oh, we just passed another law. Doesn't do Jack Diddley. They're just pouring in here. Pedophiles, terrorists, uh, cartel people. They're just pouring across the border. Thousands and thousands. They're walking. You know, they used to like uh, do it at night with coyotes and stuff and, and, uh, people tracking and stuff. Now it's just broad daylight. It's just like you walking across the street. It's that simple. Uh, so Doug LaMalfa, also he lists here. I got a big kick out of that because I keep saying, where is he? he? He's a wallflower. And now he's, he's, he's listed. He's listed as the third most floor speecher, speeches in all of Congress. That got my attention. I never, I never see him posted on YouTube. I'm, I'm watching all kinds of people. I don't know what he means about a floor speech. Uh, but anyway, uh, he's trying to show he's active. Anyhow, then these guys say they brought so much funding back to the district. You know what's, what I want? I want them to give me my money back instead of me giving it to them. Then they give it back, right? Oh, we gave it back to you in the form of chemtrails. Oh, we gave it back to you in the form of 5G, things that killed me. We gave it back to you in COVID shots. Screw you people. You guys are crazy. <clears throat> so, uh, all right. So anyway, that's that's that. And I just, I was glad I looked that up. I just looked it up here before I started the show because I got this brochure. My friends passed over to me. And uh, I thought, what in the world? So I, I just I just did an Internet search. I want to know all the members who voted against that debt ceiling uh, raise. And, of course, Doug LaMalfa did. So did, by, by the way, so did Tom McClintock. And uh, and also, I was disappointed to see Kevin Kiley did. I support Kevin Kiley uh, because most of the time he's on the beam, but I don't. I do not agree with what he did here because they have him listed as uh, I also listed Lauren Bobert here as not even voting. And, and since she had her little fling and got caught having sex in a theater, 
uh, I mean, the shine's off that girl. She is, she took a licking. Hope she can keep on ticking and bounce back. But uh, this is a big vote. She should have had a vote in. I don't know where she was, but uh, that's not a good sign. I, she, it'll be a miracle if she holds her seat next time. <clears throat> she barely, she won by just a few hundred votes the last time. So, uh, all right. We're going to take a break and be right back. We got five more segments to do. Hold on. more is somebody who's wanted to expose this for years, Congressman and member of the Oversight Committee, Tim Burchett. Uh, Congressman, Happy New Year. Great to see you. Uh, take us through this, what you're expecting today. Again, it's not just the flight records that you want, but also the Epstein client lists as well. Uh, there could be names on there, Republicans, Democrats, people that are, you know, well-known in the business world. What are you expecting when we get this information and when do you expect us to get it? Well, I, I expect the cover-up will continue, honestly, Rob. I, I think we'll see the flight logs. A lot of those have already been leaked. I don't know if they'll show all that much other than these people flew on his airplane. That doesn't necessarily a skill. What I want is the client list. You know, you've got these skeezy old dudes that have, everybody said, well, they've gone and had sex on this island. What's the big deal? No, they haven't. They've done an act of violence against a child. They need to be burned on that. And that's, that's the list we need. And they need to be held accountable. And unfortunately, in this country, there's there's two sets of justice for the the rich and the wealthy, the powerful, and and the rest of us. And this that needs to end today. And the federal judge, federal courts can can prove me wrong, but I think they're compromised as well. I think you've got high-ranking people that have their tentacles have reached into way too far into our government on both sides of the aisle, and we need to get to the bottom of it. Who's on the list? I don't know. I don't know. Like I said, I've seen the I've seen the plane list. You know, you've seen Prince Andrew and of course Bill Clinton. I mean, these skeezy old perverts. Everybody knows they're they're dirt bags. I think we need to look at some of the others. It's been rumored that Gates is um that, that Bill Gates' wife, the reason she left him was because of her association with Epstein. But the client list is what we need. And that's that's what I think the cover up will be in. Yeah, and this is, I mean, just murky at best. Even even Jeffrey Epstein's suicide uh, in oh. jail. You know, we still don't that's, know. I mean, I, we know what they're saying, but all of a sudden, you know, think about it like this, Congressman. The the cameras were, were off. The guard was asleep and apparently hung himself in his prison cell back in, in 2019. We know that based on the Ghislaine Maxwell trial, and it's not pleasant to talk about, but we know that sex with underage girls is what was happening on this, this little Epstein Island, which if you've ever been to St. Thomas or St. John in the U.S. Virgin Islands, you can see this little St. James Island off in the distance. It's right there. Uh, and, and the names on this list, Congressman, I'm, I've, I'm learning or at least seeing that th there could be Republicans in Congress, in the Senate, Democrats. I, I think that you probably know some of the people that are on this list. And I think that a lot of people waking up, particularly in New York and Washington, are a little extra nervous this morning. Yeah, I, I would hope they are, and I hope they get burned, every dadgum one of them, because they don't, you know, the Bible's pretty clear about 
uh, what God thinks about people that mess with a child. I think the American public needs to stand up and do something right, finally, and, and demand both sides of the aisle. We need to clean. We need to wash our hands of this deal. This is this is sickening, and it goes at the core of what is wrong with this world right now and this country with our, our just this gross fascination with this. It, it's, it's really sickening. And, I, you know, I, I called it out because Dick Durbin in the Senate you know, my, my dear friend, Marsha Blackburn, who had the guts to, to ask for this stuff, he told her no. And then when he was asked about it, he almost denied even knowing who Jeffrey Epstein was or what this was about, when clearly his friend Bill Clinton um, is all over this thing. And and I just think America needs to know. Yeah. And, and to know that the fact that we're covering this up should infuriate us. And if there's members of Congress... If, if they're on my side, they're out of the other side, I don't care. Burn them all. Burn them to the ground. Let's get this out. This is the kind of thing that America should not stand for. I know Tennesseans don't stand for it. That gum, you know, America should not stand for this kind it, of foolishness. It, you know some of the names that have been rumored to be on this list. You know what I'm talking about. There's a lot I, of innuendo out there. One name apparently is mentioned more than 50 times. I, I, the, the notion is right now that maybe that's Bill Clinton. But is there anybody on that list that, that you might be aware of that might be named uh, that maybe we haven't heard about? Yeah, but I'm not going to mention any names just yet yeah, until but, they come but out. Feel free to if you'd like to. Yeah, I know. That's for good TV, but it's not, it's not very classy on my part. Yeah. And so well, they come out. I, I, want them to be, I want it to be legal. I don't want to start any rumors. But I think also you got to realize, too, the Clintons are masters at putting out things that, you know, how bad it's going to be. You remember when, when I did not have sex with that woman right. and how awful the tape was supposed to be. And then when they played the tape, well, it was bad, but it wasn't bad as they said. Just that so, was my, that was my final question, Congressman. And I don't mean to cut you off. We're just so tight on time, but do you think we actually do get this list or is this, is this covered up yet again? I think we won't get the, the full client list. I think names will be redacted. The flight list, again, is, is is worthless because people could have been going there on a business trip, what have you, been on that plane. Epstein might not have even been on the plane at the time. So I think that's almost worthless, but the uh, the client list is where it's at. Well, I, I think a lot of people went there for business trips, but it seems like there were perks on this island that wouldn't fly anywhere else, literally. No, All none. Right. Congressman. And they, they need to be convicted. Yeah. Men and women... We think differently about some things, you know? That's good. We're equal but different. And I'll give you an example. My wife and I have a good friend who got divorced about six months ago, and neither of us had seen him since his divorce. I went golfing with him last week, first time I'd seen him since then. I get back from golf, and my wife goes, how's Gary? I don't know. <laughs> oh, I, th I thought you were going golfing with Gary today. Oh, I did. <laughs> and you don't know how he's doing? I never really came up. <laughs> did you ask me to ask him that? <laughs> no, I thought maybe you would think to ask him that. I didn't think of that. <laughs> well, is he dating anyone? How would I know something like that? Were you two in the same golf cart?
were in the same golf cart for four hours and you don't know if he's dating anyone? I know he's got a new driver. How is that possible that wouldn't come up? How is that possible that would come up? At 150 markers right there, you're probably at about 135. Are you dating anyone? Again, I just had to look that up for All Power Services. They're now over at 2530 Calusa Highway, or that's also known as Highway 20, State Highway 20. <clears throat> Real easy to get to. Brand new building. Not a brand new building, but new building to them. And um, so we wish them the best, 2530 Calusa Highway. Also, I want to mention Alan's Auto Body. If you need your car repaired, like you got in a scriff, you got bumped. You picked up a rock, uh, you got crunched, you got vandalized, you got bumped in the parking lot, something happened, and your car ain't happy, and you need to get a fender fixed or something, something, go to Allen's Auto Body, that's where I go, and they're at the Tea Garden and Sutter Street in Yuba City. If you go right down Sutter Street, look for Tea Garden, and you just, as you drive along, if you see a bright yellow building, that's Tea Garden and Sutter that's Allen's Auto Body. You can call them at 530-671-1057. That's Kevin and Carrie Clark that run that operation with their two sons. And uh, they're wonderful people, do a great job. I don't just say they're wonderful because uh, I'm speaking about them. I've known them for many, many, many years, and they've done work on my car even before I started doing this. So uh, anyway, check them out. Also, I want to give a shout-out to Dr. Joe Cassie. We've been friends for, oh, man, about three decades or so. And uh, he started out working locally here for the uh, health department. He was the health officer and then w worked for the Yuba County Jail, took care of all the inmates, took care of all the juvenile hall kids, and uh, did clinics and all kinds of stuff. But we met working with drug addicts. And uh, he's a specialist working with drug addicts. Now he's retired from his county work, but works privately for Peachtree Health. Their number is 530-749-3242. So Doc and I, we work together trying to get people off the streets or from wherever they are, off drugs, alcohol, smokes, vaping, all that kind of stuff, get them off and uh, getting their life back and get out of the stronghold realm. So that's Dr. Joe Cassidy. And uh, again, Peachtree Health's number 530-749-3242. So we encourage you to make an appointment with him, get checked over, and he will recommend uh, what we can do to get you uh, your life back, whether that's some medication, whether that's some uh, wean you off, whatever you're on, or get you into a rehab. We can, we can do all those kind of things. So Dr. Cassidy's number, if you have trouble getting through the... Uh, the uh, auto attendance system at Peachtree, you can dial him up by texting him 
once during the day at 530-682-8648, 682-8648. Now, if you're really having a tough time, you don't have much juice in your phone, you don't have much juice in you, you're fading, the phone's fading, and you need some quick answers, I'm going to give you my number, and you can call me or text me any time of the night or day, any day of the week, okay? My number is 530-713-1838, I'm going over tomorrow or the next day to Sutter County Jail to visit an addict, and uh, we're going to work on just what I'm talking about with you. He got locked up, he's got a family, he's got a wife, he's got children, he's got bills to pay, he needs to go, go back to work. So, uh... 530-713-1838 is my number if you need it, okay? So let's get back on to the action here. And I want to talk about something that just happened. And I don't know what kind of an impact it's going to make, but I'm going to read it to you <clears throat> because you've heard of the Declaration of Independence. This is an open letter to the American people from signatories or the signers of this. It's a declaration of military accountability. And uh, I want to read this. This has almost 300 uh, military men and women that are some active, some retired. They start off with a, a quote by John Adams says, our constitution was made only for a moral and religious people. It is wholly inadequate to the government of any other. I'm going to read this to you with, with few comments because it's pretty serious and pretty somber. Uh, but we, we are in a crisis in the country and these guys have thrown down as of the 1st of January, this went out. You can see articles about this on, uh, uh Breitbart on, uh, uh, the gateway pundit and on there was one other anyway you can just do declaration of military accountability so i'm going to read this to you in the course of human events it sometimes becomes necessary to admonish the lawless encourage the faint-hearted and strengthen the weak we have reached just such a time in our history the affairs of our nation are now steeped in avaricious Corruption and our once stalwart institutions, including the Department of Defense, are failing to fulfill the moral obligations upon which they were founded. Standing upon our natural and constitutional rights, we hereby apprise the American people that we have exhausted all internal efforts to rectify recent criminal activity within the armed forces. Have I got your attention yet? In the Declaration of Independence, our founding fathers sought separation we seek no separation, but through this letter and the efforts of efforts we pledge herein, we pursue restoration through accountability. We intend to rebuild trust and restore the rule of law, particularly within the armed forces. Ultimately, we strive to once again become a moral people, restoring our nation and making it again worthy of the great gift of liberty won by the colonial era American people. While implementing the COVID-19 vaccine mandate, military leaders broke the law, trampled constitutional rights, denied informed consent, permitted unwilling medical experimentation, and suppressed the free exercise of religion. Service members and families were significantly harmed by these actions. Their, their suffering 
continues to be felt financially, emotionally, and physically. Some service members became part of our ever-growing veteran homeless population. Some developed debilitating vaccine injuries, and some even lost their lives. In an apparent attempt to avoid accountability, military leaders are continuing to ignore our communications regarding these injuries and the laws that were broken. And so now they address, uh, the next paragraph, they address the... the uh, leaders of the military they have an issue with Millie, Grady, McConville, Gilday, Lesher, Brown, Berger, Smith, Kilby, Noel, Fuller, Martin, General Davis, Edmondson, Williams, Fagan, Buck, Clark, Francis, Dingle, Miller, Gillingham, and numerous others. They go on to say these individuals enabled lawlessness. These are these are these are big charges, people. Enabled lawlessness and the unwilling experimentation on service members. The moral and physical injuries they helped inflict are significant. They betrayed the trust of service members and the American people. Their action caused irreparable harm to the armed services and the institutions for which we have fought and bled. These leaders refused to resign and take any other action to hold themselves accountable, nor have they attempted to repair the harm their policies and actions have caused. Since there has has yet to be any accountability, the undersigned give our word to do everything morally permissible and legally possible to hold our own leadership accountable. We intend to rebuild trust by demonstrating that leaders cannot cast aside constitutional rights or the law of political for the, or the law of political expediency. The flag and general officers are far from the only ones complicit in recent illegal activities. As a significant member, a number of the SES leaders and political appointees contributed. Evidence indicates that other executive agencies are engaging in illegal activity. However, our service members and veterans, we feel, are particularly responsible for the Department of Defense and in accordance with our oaths, we will make every effort to demonstrate by example how an institution can be put, can put its own house back in order. We, the undersigned, on behalf of hundreds of thousands of service members and the American people, while appealing to the Supreme Judge of the world for guidance and purity of attention, mutually pledged to each other that we will do everything in our power through lawful word and action to hold accountable military leaders who failed to follow the law when their leadership and moral courage was most desperately needed. In the coming years, thousands within our network will run for Congress and seek appointments to execute branch offices. While those of us still serving on active duty will continue to put fulfilling our oaths ahead of striving for rank, or position for those who achieve the lawful authority to do so. We pledge to recall from retirement, the military leaders who broke the law and will convene courts martial for the crimes they committed. For those of us who attain legislative offices, we pledge to introduce legislation to remove all retirement income for the military leaders who were criminally complicit. And we will ensure none serve in or return retire from the senior executive service this endeavor will be a continuous process with a long-term time 
horizon. But fulfilling our oaths to defend the Constitution requires just such persistent vigilance. Likewise, we are obligated and so commit to train those who come after us to fulfill their duty in achieving this accountability and safeguarding against such leadership failures hereafter. Our nation was once great because it was good. It was built on moral principles founded in natural law, and yet the recent acceleration of moral relativism has us headed towards a precipitous implosion. While all good things come to an end, we refuse to allow our nation to go quietly into the depths of decadence and decay. We promise to exhaust all moral, ethical, and legal means to restore the rule of law, and we'll begin by attempting to hold senior military leaders accountable. The Constitution is the supreme law of the land. We will fight to enforce that law and put an end to the two-tiered justice system. May future generations see our efforts, and God willing, may they also be recipients of the great gift of liberty that we have had the honor of safeguarding. Then page after page after page after page after page of this are lists of uh, uh, all kinds of military people from every branch of service you can imagine in all ranks. And then uh, there's a place on on the, the internet where you can actually sign your name, I understand. Now, where you can find out more about this is to go to freedomco.net. Freedomco.net. We just were had a meeting about this tonight. We had our no- normal meeting. And you can click on various, you can see this uh, document I'm holding in my hand hard copy but you can also see the signators uh, below it if you might know some of them i know one or two and uh that are are standing for righteousness not these characters that i mentioned earlier like millie and grady and i don't even know why austin's name is isn't there he's one of the chiefs of staffs uh lloyd austin uh but anyway uh they, they got them listed in a certain way for a reason but anyway, you can check this out, and uh, you, there is a way to go onto a website and sign your name. So um, citizens, civilians are signing it, as well as other military people that just heard about it themselves. This is brand new. You can read articles about it uh, in, in a variety of places I mentioned before. So I'm going to leave it. I'll leave that there and move on down the line here and catch, catch the next topic. Uh, Let's see. What is this here? Uh, I'm still not. I'm lost here for a second. I I got too many pages open is what the problem is. I'm trying to do too many things at once. Okay. Uh I had an interaction today with regarding this hospital hostage help.com ladies getting ready to go in the hospital. She's in her eighties and she does not want to go in the hospital till she prints off the documents from hospital hostage help.com and presents those to the hospital before she has an operation. She needs to have her hip or knee worked on. And so she said, Lou, I don't have a printer. Can you print these off for me? So I said, okay, okay, okay. I'll get them printed off for you. So uh, if you're going to go to the hospital, and I've got a lot to say about hospitals holding people hostage, uh, 
and hospitals killing people with the COVID protocols. And uh, so I'll give this, uh, you could go to the one website. They all kind of merge into one. It's called protocolkills.com. And then you can uh, watch a video there for four minutes. And then it tells you about some of the dangers of going to the hospital while you lost your patient rights. And the way you can secure them is show them some documentation that you have written, which is what you believe and what you uh, deserve. <clears throat> and uh, it tells you the whole step. I won't go through it here because I have other things to talk about. So it's a four-minute video you watch, and then you download or you print off this item. doesn't cost you a nickel except for the paper, paper and ink. If you have problems figuring it all out, it should be all self-explanatory. There's a there's a line 888-219-3637. 888-219-3637. So I just want to give you a shout out about that. And uh there is a uh <clears throat> I didn't know there was a Boise County in in you in Idaho. But anyway, I think there is, and there's a resolution that they they passed a bunch of resolutions, and this is a board of supervisors, so I assume there's five people uh, as board members, <clears throat> and they have they've said a boy a Boise County resolution to advise against use of genetic biologic vaccine platform technology on the child vaccine schedule until forensics investigation Idaho health audit, and transparent and accurate informed consent. So these guys are, guys and gals, whoever they may be, have taken a a really scientific resolution here uh, saying, hey, this is what we want as leaders. And I'm not going to read the whole thing to to you. If you're interested in a copy of it, I'm going to use a copy of it and make our own for Yuba County and Sutter County in California here and present it to our supervisors. Uh, I'll give you an example. The first, whereas, you know how they do these resolutions. They're all whereas this and whereas that, right? So uh, just checking my time here. It says Idaho residents have been injured by genetic biologic vaccine platform technology, making it more injurious than any other vaccine mechanism in U.S. history with at least 30 deaths and 103 permanent disabilities, 33 cases of myocarditis in the state of Idaho, two of which are children 6 to 17 years of age. The total U.S. deaths are underreported at over 18,000 deaths, and Americans who were permanently disabled are over 17,000, according to VAERS. Uh, CDC total reports show over 36,000 deaths and over 67,000 permanently disabled individuals and over 27,000 cases of myocarditis, pericarditis. And what they're basically saying in this two-page resolution, two pages and then their signatures on a third, uh, is that this thing is dangerous and did a lot of damage and and nobody seems to be doing anything about it and you're just going off on like life's back to normal and they're basically saying life ain't back to normal and we don't want to go back to normal we want to deal with this and we want all the facts and we don't want you to just keep doing same old same old with your medical t- 
toxicity, killing people. And um, so anyway, I thought that was interesting. Boise County, if you want to look up Boise County and then look up resolution number 2024-10, you can just download this right off their website. Resolution number 2024, in other words, our year. This is the 10th resolution. We've only been in the year three days, and they already got 10 resolutions laying down what they're going to do. And this, the whole thing has to do with COVID and poisoning people, killing people, and taking away their rights. Same thing these guys are arguing for the military. So anyway, I want to leave that with you, and I'm just going to move on from that because we've got lots to talk about. Still, there's, there's plenty to talk about. Um, so, um, Okay. So I'm going to help my friend get go to the hospital with confidence. Okay. So an interesting thing happened, and it's all over the, the alternative media. There's video clips on her. The video clips are too long for me to run here. Her name's Gail, G-A-I-L, McRae, M-A-C-R-A-E, all one, all not like McRae, but McRae. M-A-C-R-A-E, said a California nurse who was fired for refusing to... Oh, let's see. Let me check my time here. One, two, three. I need to take a break. I'm going to do this right. At, right. Let me take a break. Be right back, and we'll do this. And it's going to blow your mind what I'm going to tell you right now. Good times, bad times, give us some of that. Good times, bad times, give us some of that. is a crime in a mass genocide operation. Well, Dr. Jane, this is so crazy, it's so much. You really need to watch both segments of the show from last night because it could save your life. Yes, the mRNA will be in the flu well, shot. Where are you and on then- a flu vaccine based on mRNA? Oh, the studies are running. They have completely recruited. We are waiting for cases as they accumulate. It means that people have been vaccinated. What is coming? I think will come in the, this year, in 2020. Well, and ask. then to the separate question, will you combine COVID and seasonal flu? Borla says, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to combine them. And people are still asking me, should I take it? How could all these pharmaceutical companies do it? And be quiet. How could an industry that spent the last 100 years going all out to protect its reputations, having press conferences, having a PR department, that now while people are dropping dead everywhere, doesn't say a word. You never see anyone calling for a recall. You never see a pharma company, any of these, Pfizer, Moderna, AstraZeneca, Novavax, any of them. We've got to, oh, listen, we'll go look into that. We're sorry. We'll go verify those death numbers being corralled into this box where we either have to hate Vladimir Putin and believe everything evil that's said about him and love Ukraine and there's no in-between. And that reminds me a lot of you're either a white supremacist or you go with the Democrat narrative on everything under the sun. The most lethal terrorist threat to the homeland today 
white supremacy. Uh, and I, I want to understand white rage, and I'm white. I mean, there's as much right. interference here as you could possibly imagine. Before right. we and even Laura. get to Hunter Biden, Nancy Pelosi, John Kerry, mm -hmm. Mitt Romney, and all of their children who earn millions from Ukrainian gas companies. These days, it's hard to believe anything because they've lied about <laughs> COVID, they lied about Russia collusion, they lied about the Ukraine impeachment trial, and there's so much more going on in Ukraine that nobody is talking about. Does Ukraine have chemical or biological weapons? Uh, my job as a journalist is to try to understand what is the truth here. I don't like being lied to. And we're being lied to on an epic scale. When we're told your only choice is you have to be 100% with Zelensky. Who's a puppet who you can find on the internet in black stilettos and leather pants. Zelensky was selected like so many of our leaders. And honestly, with big tech and with election fraud these days, we don't know how many leaders all around the world have been yeah. selected for us and weren't actually voted in. How to build back better. We have to build back better. Build back better. If Donald Trump gets the Republican nomination, there are many of us that will move heaven and earth to ensure he doesn't win. We are fighting the same battles all over the world. To pretend that this war is about Russia and Ukraine is a bare-faced lie. Yeah. Putin has been warning for 15 years that he is not going to stand by while the globalists take over the world, build bioweapons facilities and whatever else they're doing in Ukraine. Ukraine has been a center of money laundering for many of the leaders in this country. Billions of U.S. dollars have been through Ukraine and we say nothing about it. Does nobody question these things? We have an well, idiot uh, like Lieutenant Colonel Vindman. Mr. Vindman, Lieutenant Colonel Vindman, please. Do you always insist on civilians calling you by your rank? And sits there as a lieutenant colonel. He didn't even make colonel. And he's telling the president of the United States what his policy should be. You have a traitor in the form of Maria Yovanovitch, who was Obama's ambassador, who's telling Ukrainian government officials, don't listen to the will of the American people. In his July 25th phone call with Ukrainian President Zelensky, the president badmouthed Yovanovitch, calling her bad news. I was shocked. Absolutely shocked. And then she's given a cushy job for life at Georgetown University. And we're told that the president of the United States cannot say to his foreign counterparts that we want you to look into something. If the prosecutor's not fired, you're not getting the money. Oh, son of a bitch. And they put in place someone who was solid. So much hypocrisy and dishonesty here. And Ukraine is at well, the center of it all. But my husband and I met, and I was so cute. And I was little. I had on little britches. And my thyroid was functioning. <laughs> And I felt good. And he was so enthralled with me and so in love with me and pursued me and bought me presents and, and vacuumed out my car and did all kinds of things for me. And we celebrated our 30th wedding anniversary this year. Thank y'all. Thank y'all. And now I truly believe he would not pull me out of a burning vehicle. Oh, something as easy as going through the drive-thru with my wife, it becomes a thing. And I try to be nice, right? I try to be patient. I try to get on top of it. Hey, baby, be ready. Okay. <laughs> One more car, it's going to be our turn. <laughs> know what you want. Oh, well, what do they have? <laughs> what do they have? It's McDonald's. <laughs> it's the same thing since we were four. Oh, it's our turn to order. She acts like she's never seen this menu. 
She has to lean over me. <laughs> Do they have whole wheat buns? Whole wheat buns? We're about to eat trash. It's garbage. You can't take whole wheat buns and then pick stuff out of the garbage and then put buns around it and make it healthy. I don't say that because I love my wife. What comes out of my mouth is, do you have whole wheat buns? Baby, they have whole wheat buns. Oh, okay, I'll have nuggets. And she's searching through the stations for an unfamiliar song. And she's thinking about the places that she knows she still belongs. She smiles a secret smile that shows she knows exactly how to carry on. So California nurse who was fired for refusing to comply with her hospital's vaccine mandate has blown the whistle on a major cover-up of deaths related to COVID mRNA injections. Hold your hat, folks. This is what we've been talking about. Thank you, Jesus, for a whistleblower. California Intensive Care Unit ICU nurse Gail McRae is speaking out to warn the public that they are being misled about the shots and the true number of COVID patients. McRae is accusing the hospital where she worked of violating medical ethics. She said the violation, which she believes is happening across the country and beyond, has resulted in increased harm to patients. McRae worked for Kaiser Permanente Hospital in Santa Rosa, California from 2015 to 2021. However, she was fired for not complying with the staff vaccine mandate. After the COVID-19 vaccine rollout, McRae witnessed a dramatic spike in hospitalizations and deaths. Did you hear she said this is after the shot, not after people started getting ill with COVID. She says patients were suffering from side effects she had never, ever seen before. Meanwhile, proven and recommended treatments were banned and record-keeping systems were manipulated to obfuscate or confuse vaccine-related injuries and breakthrough infection cases, she said. She revealed that hospital officials ordered staff to cover up vaccine-related deaths, often by listing fully vaccinated dead patients as unvaccinated and marking the cause as COVID. Hospital staff faced threats for reporting adverse events and deaths related to the vaccines. She also stated that medical professionals were met with retaliation for objecting to protocols for isolating patients and denying families access and input over their treatments. According to McRae, in the first months of the pandemic, hospitals were nearly empty. Do you remember how they said they were full, 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 over full? She said the first months of the pandemic, hospitals were nearly empty as elective procedures were halted, a scene that contrasted with media claims of overwhelmed capacity. Even during 2020-21 winter surge of hospitalizations, which is common every winter because of the flu, there's always a surge. Summers are more open. Do... These surgeon hospitals due to normal respiratory issues, she said not once was hospitals, not once were hospitals ever overwhelmed, even in the winter. There was an observation she corroborated with colleagues around the state. 
However, she said hospital officials promoted the narrative that facilities were jammed with COVID patients. The public was being lied to, she said. So that really, so that really opened my eyes to the fact that there were things going on that shouldn't have, shouldn't have been going on. McRae reported the implementation of strict isolation protocols for COVID-19 patients that prohibited visitations from fa- patients, families, and advocates. She claimed these restrictive policies facilitated unchecked, listen to me now, unchecked fear-mongering from the media while removing a support system that would have provided a buffer against administrative coercion. Despite COVID-19 being the most inflammatory disease process that humanity's ever seen, according to her, hospital staff was blocked from administrating steroids, which helps with inflammatory situations. That's the best treatment for an inflammatory process, according to McRae. So for the government and the CDC, these all these three-letter organizations to tell practitioners that they could not administer steroids was absolutely criminal. California was not the only state to ban steroids. Standard anti-inflammatories like steroids were banned under rigid, rigid protocols in hospitals across the United States. Why? Why is that? I don't want to spend a lot of time on it, but they didn't. They wanted to use other medicines because it would kill people. There's people behind this, folks. This is this is called uh, democide. That's you think that's a new word I made up? No, I didn't. Democide is when the government kills you. Meanwhile, remdesivir, you remember that? already found ineffective as an Ebola therapeutic, was administered under strict protocols. However, evidence indicated it caused more harm than good. She added that antivirals in general do not work more than two days post-symptom onset. In other words, if remdesivir might have some benefits at the very beginning of your, the first day of your, your symptoms, but not later. McRae suggested profit motives were to blame. That's what I've been saying for years. She revealed that each one of those doses was three grand. With all these new restrictive policies and protocols, every day I felt like I was violating my oath as a practitioner. Once COVID-19 vaccines were introduced in early 21, McRae wrote, reported an immediate and drastic shift in inpatient admissions. In other words, there was a big spike She revealed that her hospital saw a staggering 300% increase in hospitalizations right after the jabs. They're supposed to solve something, right? Hospital staff were overwhelmed amid uncharacteristic patient conditions, she said. McRae said, code blue, that's when somebody's heart stops. Code blue alerts when somebody stops breathing and the heart stops, which had been happening perhaps once per shift, began happening as many as 10 times per shift. They would always call them down to the lower level of the hospital where we had a vaccination clinic. Two nurses who administered the shots directly. Colleagues she met through a practitioner support group in her community said they were seeing between 10 and 20 episodes of anaphylactic shock every single day. They told McRae they were threatened with termination if they spoke about the situation publicly. One day near the end of June 21, as she was working a 16-hour shift split between two different units of the hospital, McRae said she got a report that every single patient in both units, 60 patients in all, 
had unusual injuries that were likely the result of the COVID mRNA shots. She described uncommon blood clots, bleeds, heart attacks, strokes, Bell's palsy, increasing in frequency during the early months of the vaccine campaign. They were all of these bizarre peripheral vascular clotting disorders, she said, and literally I had never even heard of them or seen them before my practice. She even saw four rapid onset Guillain, uh, Guillain, I can't even pronounce this right, G-U-I-L-L-A-I-N Barar, Barre, Guillain Barre syndrome cases, paralysis, Compared to only, she said she saw four rapid onset of these syndrome cases compared to only two cases in all her previous years of practice. McRae asked two of these patients what they thought caused the conditions, and they said they had received the COVID-19 shots within 24 hours of onset of the symptoms. During this time, the hospital and the press maintained that it was the unvaccinated who were filling the hospitals. That was a lie. The hospital's charting system was rigged to not show post-vaccination breakthrough infections. In other words, people got the vaccination and got sick. Any patient who was diagnosed with COVID, the chart would automatically populate or signify as unvaccinated. In other words, the person was vaccinated. And if they had COVID, it would switch it to unvaccinated. If anyone tried to change that manually, the only other option was vaccination status unknown that's why they but they were able to bump the statistics up statewide in california saying everything's covid 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 they are liars 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 there was a feature of of the epic software used in kaiser permanente hospitals Uh, it, that limited corroboration by others. She said, I've talked to nurses all over the country. You saw the, the scamming of charting systems. Thought that only happened in elections. McRae said staff at her hospital were deterred from drawing logical conclusions or lodging reports saying her manager told her we cannot report these because we cannot prove that these shots are what is the cause. I felt like we were being handcuffed, duct taped across my mouth and threatened with harm. McRae said only about 30% of her colleagues saw what she was seeing or were willing to say something about it. In August 21, McRae said the pressure on the hospital staff to take the vaccine intensified. She showed her employer her blood work, proved she had natural immunity, but to no avail. Didn't make a difference. In the mouths, excuse me, months leading up to that, she said... Those who refuse the vaccines, whether staff or p- patients, were often belittled, gaslighted, or undermined in various ways. In September, McRae formally served her manager and the hospital's human resources manager with an affidavit of truth and fact. The documents consisted of notarized statements and two blood tests proving her natural immunity and citing state, federal, and international laws concerning her right to reject experimental use vaccines. I didn't want to file a religious exemption, she said. She included over 70 articles showing that natural immunity was as effective or more effective, da-da-da. The next day, McRae was put on leave, and within a week, she was fired. She estimated at least 25 people from her facility, along with thousands of medical practitioners throughout California, suffered a similar fate. By the time she left, McRae estimated more than 90% of the patients hospitalized at her facility were fully vaccinated 
patients damaged by the vaccine or getting COVID because of the vaccine. McRae said the ostracizing hasn't stopped, lamenting that she still gets pushback from people who accuse her of being paid to criticize the medical system or call her a monster. We got so much scrutinization from all these naysayers who just don't want to see the truth. Uh, Anyway, she said, I will not take a family member to a hospital anymore. Is that an amazing statement? I will not take a family member to. I've been saying this all along. She said it's a dangerous place. McRae said the optimist in her wants to believe that this medical system is going to crumble and we're going to rebuild something based on ethical and integrous human interaction, which I feel has been pretty much removed from the system. McRae and Dr. Christiane Northrup founded the organization Stand Firm Now uh, to gather expert witness testimony. You might That's probably a website, Stand Firm Now, to gather testimony from around the world. <clears throat> and uh, she's also working. Uh, she said that's what's been missing in court. She said referring to lawsuits, including one filed on her behalf by Americans frontline doctors. So she's suing Kaiser Permanente. I hope she takes them down, down, down. I hope they go after Adventist Health here soon. There's all kinds of articles. Uh, Steve Hirsch uh, has been, uh, let's see, Steve Kirsch, Steve Hirsch. He writes a big deal about it. Key points of the interview. He spends a couple hours with her on an interview. He says, here's key points. Hospitals were, they lied. They were empty when the press told us they were full. 90% or more of COVID deaths were actually caused by treatment protocols dictated from above, not the virus. They were both early treatments. There were both early treatments as well as inpatient treatments available that could have reduced the COVID death rate by over 90%. In other words, no one should have died of COVID. The COVID vaccines increase all-cause, this is what Steve Kirsch said, increased all-cause mortality in hospitals by up to 80%, according to one ICU doctor I spoke to who worked in the same hospital as Gail and made meticulous notes on patient outcomes. One of the potential reasons people believed that there was a pandemic of the unvaccinated is that the EMR system, emergency medical system, were programmed to default all COVID cases to unvaccinated and nurses weren't told how to change it. After the vaccine rolled out for an age group is when the hospital started seeing very unusual things that were never seen or rarely seen before for that age group. Doctors, I want you to hold on to this, people. Doctors are afraid to speak out. Bottom line, he said, it wasn't the virus that caused the pandemic. Hear what I said? It wasn't the virus who caused the pandemic. It was our response to the virus, top-down dictated treatment protocols and vaccination directives that caused nearly all the morbidity and mortality. It was all preventable had we listened to the people that our government wanted to shut up. Pretty amazing. Kirsch says, this is Steve Kirsch, K-I-R-S-C-H. He 
made bajillions in the uh, computer industry. He's a researcher. The single, he said, this is the single most important interview I've ever done with Gail McRae. Uh, I don't want to keep, I don't want to repeat things I've already said because there's other things we can talk about. Uh, the most, I have felt what she's saying. I don't want to take it. I don't want to go to the hospital. If I mean, if I, if I need to have a broken arm, broken leg, I need a new knee that that's different, but to go in and have something I need diagnosed over there. No way. I, I've lost total confidence in the integrity of our system. It isn't just the inability to diagnose. It's the integrity of the system. And when you have computer systems that default to call something exactly the opposite of what it is. Honestly, people, that's criminal. That's just criminal. Uh, so Steve Kirsch also interviewed her. I, I, I read mine. I, I actually listened to a 20 minute almost. I I just couldn't find a way to, to bring it across to this, uh, to play it. But I, I think I did it, did it justice. <coughs> He says, Kirsch says, the COVID pandemic was created by our response to the SARS-CoV-2 virus. The hospital treatment protocols and COVID vaccines were the two biggest problems or two biggest offenders. Today, listen now, few doctors are afraid to speak out about what is really happening. They stay silent. Few doctors want to lose their job or their medical license. Why would they lose their medical license? Because big pharma controls the licensing boards, people. Big Pharma is funding these hospitals. So he, Kirsch says, the killing continues. I hope they'll watch it. Anyway, I'll leave that there. One of the shocking things when I was making comments on the radio during the uh, the, the high, high times of COVID, um, they, a bunch of doctors in town went on Facebook. I'm putting a cough drop in. I got kind of a dry throat from my cold. <clears throat> a bunch of doctors went on Facebook and they wrote up this endorsement of our county health officer, Dr. Fong Lu. And I'd been going after her pretty good because she was doing all the wrong stuff. Just exactly what this woman was saying. Just she's saying exactly what I was saying. So when I, I read the list of doctors, cause it's a small town here. I may not know them all personally, but I know them. I know the names. I was shocked. Some of them I'd actually uh, paid to have them treat me. I needed their help. And I considered them pretty bright folks. And they they said this. I'll never forget this about the jab. They said it's well tested. And it's effective. It's safe and it's effective and it's well tested. Those are all lies. When you go to the doctor, I mean, I remember the days where we, my family didn't even believe in God, but they believed in the doctor, man. And the doctor said something that was like, that was the gospel. <laughs> the doctor said it. That's going down that way. And I'm telling you today, I don't believe him. I, I will never believe him again. 
I'm, I, I judge people individually, but I'm telling you just to give them carte blanche. I trust you, baby. Mm-mm. Those days are over. All right. So we're going to take a break here and we're going to, this is about, we're halfway through the show, but we got three more segments to go. We'll be right back. exodus of high income earners. Analysts believe this could be a grave concern for the Golden State as high income earners make up just under half of the state's total tax take. California has no peers. California simply has no peers. Economically, Governor Newsom is right, but some state residents disagree. I'm seeing anywhere from two to five clients a month calling me and saying we're leaving. California saw a net loss of 750,000 residents to other states over the last three years, according to the U.S. Census. But the real story is who is leaving. The one percenters, which is about 150,000, 160,000 people at a state of 40 million, are paying nearly half of the income taxes. For the first time, the state is seeing a net decline in highly educated, upwardly mobile, high-earning professionals. Now, why is that a big deal? Because no state is more dependent on the wealthy than California. The top 1% pay 45% of the income tax. They have a million to $2 million sitting in their IRA, and they're saying, when I retire and I start pulling that IRA out, I'm going to be paying 13% state income tax, so I don't want to do that. So they're heading out because of that reason. And with them, the taxes that underwrite California's progressive politics. The state says it's facing a $68 billion deficit with income tax revenue down 25%. We are the temple of the American economy. Tax records show Californians going to Texas earned $137,000, while Texans coming to California made just $75,000. So where are people going? Lower tax Arizona and no tax Texas, Florida, Tennessee, and Nevada, where people making $200,000 can save up to $15,000 off their state income tax. December 30th, 2023, out walking the dog in the woods and thinking about the plight of doctors and nurses um, as we enter 2024 and it's pretty grim for them i tell you because i'm hearing now that all the doctors are refusing these jazz but they're still giving them out knowing what they do so that makes them complicit so there are two scenarios and for supposedly intelligent people i'm very surprised at the stupidity of them now they can only go one of two ways number one they carry on doing what they're doing, get themselves deeper and deeper in the quagmire. And when they've fulfilled their purpose, these monsters are gonna turn their gaze on them and they are gonna march them off. They must know that. They must know that. All they're doing is buying time. Or the second scenario is, is that they all step out together and we stop this and we're victorious, but then they're gonna be held accountable for their crimes because that's what they've done. It's crime against humanity. 
to inject people with gene therapies that you know and are reflected in the ONS data is killing and maiming people makes you complicit in that crime. There is no seat on the art for you guys. And the sooner you all get together and make a pact and step out together openly, the sooner we can end this and you can redeem yourselves. And that's what I suggest you do because there is only one of two scenarios for you. You're on the winning side and get led off when you've fulfilled your purpose or you redeem yourself, step out and join us in beating these monsters. It's your call. 2024 is a new year. Let this be a new start for you. Redeem yourselves and save yourselves and do the right thing. So this is just going to go on forever because uh, what they're doing, you can see it happening now. It's that we thought, oh no, we, <laughs> those who got vaccinated thought that the vaccination would liberate them. And on the opposite, they're vaccinated, they're dependent on what they call the mutation. They are using this as a gimmick. So they say, oh, every mutation, always with the wrong test. There was a mutation, a new vaccine. So not only people have to make two vaccines now, which is also unprecedented with a experimental injection, that now they have to keep on wearing masks and they have to keep on doing lockdown and distanciation. It doesn't solve anything. They think they're going to travel, but then they will have an ID vaccine passport that will force them to get vaccinated regularly so they can control them more and more, their health, maybe eliminate them. Uh, with, you know, it's, it's really criminal. So the, the fact that we see that the plan is done for 2031 in the papers of the government, and you have to look for it, is already a plan. The other sign is that John Hopkins University has issued a pandemic plan for SPARS 2025-2028. So they will not stop. They will keep on, as long as people believe, they're going to make them believe SPARS and everything. And every flu is going to be transformed in a, in a drama drumming. So every flu, you're sick and you're going to die. And people are so afraid of death. They think that the, they give their life <laughs> risk to people who lie to them. They believe in a government that lies to them. So um, they're using fear. And those who are fearful and don't change will, will probably, unfortunately, die. So I'm just, you know, calling people to wake up and take back your health. Don't believe in the government. They are, they are creating a perpetual pandemic. It's, it's an eternal pandemic. This is the worst nightmare of, uh, you can have is to be in perpetual fear your whole life. Well, I, last, the other day I was watching, I, I live in a little neighborhood here downtown, and I was looking out the front window working on something, and my neighbor was fussing around with his uh, clean-out, plumbing clean-out. He's running a hose down there trying to blast something out. You know, everything takes maintenance, doesn't it? And whether it's you're replacing light bulbs or 
whatever it is, touching up painting, something gets dinged up, whatever, cleaning, cleaning mold, cleaning up the toilets, whatever. Every once in a while, your plumbing just plugs up for whatever reason. And uh, you need somebody to, maybe you don't have time. My neighbor figured out, I think he cleaned his out. Maybe, the, I think the plumber taught him how to do it. Kind of water blasted it. But if you get in a jam and you need need to get some professional help, one, one company, Thrifty Rooter, we recommend them, Thrifty Rooter. You can check them out at thriftyrooter.net, not .org, not .us, not .com, thriftyrooter.net. And on there, it'll show all that they do. They do a lot of different things. They're pretty diversified as a plumbing operation. They do rural plumbing where you have septic systems and all that kind of stuff. And then they do the urban plumbing when it just goes right into the uh, sewage line in the streets, right? So Thrifty Rooter can fix your problems when all of a sudden stuff isn't working right, whether you've got leaks and you need uh, some plumbing done and get the water flowing right, staying in the pipes, or if the toilets are backing up or something, something. Whatever it is, Thrifty Rooter can handle it. And you can go online, if you like to go online and check things out, you can actually, instead of phoning them, you can just send them a, a zip, Boom, just type thing, type it in there, send I need, I need, I need, check, 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 put your name in there, and just send that memo right over there. It goes just as fast as a phone call. Or if you're old school like me, uh, like I am, you could just dial them up at 530-673-8201, and a nice person will answer the phone, and they'll be all excited about trying to help you. 673-8201, that's to get the live person. It wants to chit-chat with you a little bit and, and show you some compassion and empathy. And then they're going to send somebody right over there to fix you up. And uh, otherwise, either way, they'll, they'll fix you up. And uh, you can go online if you want to see all the different things they do. Or you just go, you can call them up and ask, ask them or ax them. Some of my friends say, I axed him this. So uh, Thrifty Rooter. Okay, and uh, also Greenest Construction. Uh, they had to change their Facebook page. You know, Facebook is weird. You, people people vandalize your Facebook page, hack you and stuff. You ever had that happen? So Dave Greenitz, Dave Greenitz Construction, he got hacked over on, on his Facebook page, but now he's got a fresh one. And so there's two ways you can check him out. So you think, oh, these guys any good? You know, people come to town, they move to this area. Hey, where can I get my hair done? Where can I find a barber? Where can I get my, my nails done? Where can I, you know, get a good chiropractor? On and on and on, right? People don't know the area. So, Greenest Construction, just like Thrifty Rooter, they've been here over 40 years. And uh, they ain't playing. They ain't practicing. They got this thing down. So, if you go on their, their website or their Facebook site, I'm going to give you both of them. You can see what they, the kind of work they do, quality work. And it may give you the confidence to call them and say, wow, if you do that kind of work, can you do that over my house? <laughs> right? You don't have to go see somebody's house. You can just go see the photos. So Greenitz Construction, that's the color green with ETZ on the end, greenitzconstruction.com. Or you can go, that's just, uh, the website. Or if you go to Facebook, it's just Greenitz Construction. Very simple. And uh, that's the, the new and improved Facebook site. So you can also dial them up or text them at 530-682-9602 and uh, check them out. Also, since I, I think I got rambling on here and skipped, uh, 
one, let me mention to you, um, if you have some security needs, you got people that you can't keep out of your property, you can't keep out of your real estate, you're trying to sell a building, people are breaking into it or in the, in the shop area or in the camping behind the building or lighting fires because it's a cold day, they're lighting pallets on fire, doing weird things, or they're stealing your products out in the field or they're stealing fuel out of your your big rigs. Whatever your need is, Elite Universal Security is located in Northern California here. Their headquarters happen to be in Yuba County where I'm sitting, but they have jobs all the way up to the Oregon border because I was talking to them the other day about it. And they said, hey, Lou, I, I said, you guys need any workers? They said, oh, yeah, we need workers everywhere. In fact, he said, if somebody's listening to you all the way up there in Wairika, we got jobs up there. We can hire them and put them to work. They don't even need to leave their town. So just because they're, I'm sitting here down in Yuba County doesn't mean that you have to come down here to work. If you want a job, they can put you to work up there as well. So if you need some help with security, these guys have been, they're not rookies. They've been around for decades and uh, they can help you out. So I'm going to give you their number, 530-749-0280, 749-0280. They have a website at Elite, Elite Universal security.com and uh you'll you'll find out a lot there but give them a call call ask for money tell them you heard heard it over on Lou's podcast no hostages radio and uh he'll try to dial you into what you need and sort out your issues and uh you know you may have people i mean there's people breaking into like we had a, a place a non-profit that we work with a church, uh, they had their mailbox. We remodeled this building downtown Zombieville and um, in Marysville. And the guy pried the back off the, uh, you know, those cluster mailboxes where you have lots of different boxes for lots of different people. Uh, they just pried the back off that dude and got into the mail. I, it's a lawless society out there right now, is it not? So uh, also, there's all kinds of crazy stuff in California. You've been following it out to you guys, out some of you guys listening from Missouri, and and um, you're all packing out in Idaho. You're all packing and stuff. I, it's crazy. I don't even know what the rules are out here in California. You know, one day federal judge says something. One day Gavin Newsom makes a law, and uh, even though you, you can conceal carry, then he tells you, well, you can only conceal carry in a couple places. You can't conceal carry anywhere you want. Then a federal judge says no, and then another federal judge says yes. Just like ridiculous. We're talking the Constitution, right? The Constitution said we all should be able to do what we want with weapons. Anyway, if you're trying to dial it all in, Elite Universal Security can help you figure out your gun rules. And now to, and maybe the most important thing is regarding the rules, regardless of the rules, you need to know how to shoot that thing. So... If you get in a jam, you could take the person out, you know, out of their pain. Take care of business. All right, let me get back down here to what I was talking about, even if I can remember. It's been a long while since I was talking down here. So, uh, okay, this is this is this is crazy. So this is on the CDC's own figures. Never before in the history of the world have we ever allowed 
an incredible number of people to be injured by a vaccine, so-called vaccine, and not stop the whole thing and, and dumped all the vaccine product. In 19, I think it was 1970s, we had a big, they had a swine flu thing. Oh, it's going to be bad. Oh, it's going to kill all kinds of people. Oh, I, I remember it. I didn't go get a shot. President of the United States came right on there, said, I'm getting a shot. I'm going to be an example for you. They bought, I don't know, 250, 300 million shots. And right away, people were getting that Guillain-Barr syndrome where they, it's paralysis. And uh, they're getting sick. People are getting sick. A couple died. And overnight, this is like, when I say a handful died, let's say 25, right? In the whole United States. People freaked out so bad, they shut the entire project down and dumped the vaccines and we just moved on and had the flu just move right on this is unprecedented what we're going through right now if you're young on the cdc's own counting which is an underestimate because of the virus site which is a vaccine adverse event site you know what the surge in fatal cancers among vaccinated Americans are? This is the COVID vaccinated Americans. The change in fatal cancers among vaxxed Americans, COVID vaxxed. You want to guess? 100, 100% increase, 143% increase, 1,430% increase. You want to keep guessing? I have never seen a number like this. 143,233% surge in fatal cancers among vaxxed Americans. You would think that they would be shouting this from the rooftops. Every news media would be talking about it and they would confiscate. You know, they got more interest in confiscating fentanyl than they do these jabs. The jabs are more, more dangerous. The U.S. federal government's own official data confirms the risk of developing cancer following COVID vaccination increases by a staggering 143,000. I have a whistleblower at a nearby hospital. You would recognize the name. I'm not going to give it because I don't want to get her in trouble. She said, Lou, she works in the ER there. So she tells me what's going on in the ER every week or so. She said, Lou, we got cancers up the bazoo. Cancers, big time. Knock you. Cancers moving so fast. They call them turbo cancers. Doesn't matter where they are in your body. They're just moving way faster than normal. Why? Because of the jab and what it did to the immune system. I'm going to go down here and see if I can find this is a lot of information, data, 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 data. So many people have been jabbed. In California, they claim that 73, almost 74 percent of the people are jabbed. Texas, 62 plus percent. New York, 78 percent. Florida, 68, almost 69 percent. Pennsylvania, 70 percent. It's just a shame because these people are going to die. 
You think, well, everybody's going to die sometime, Lou. Uh, no. Not like in the next year or two. So what I'm saying is COVID vaccination Uh, it's too that's too complicated to uh, describe to you. They're given percentages and rates and stuff like that. I, I'm just saying to you, the chance of you getting cancers is super duper high. One hundred forty three thousand percent more chance. So it says the news comes as experts have been raising the alarm of a disturbing upward trend in cancers across America and beyond. During a recent testimony, Dr. Robert Malone, one of the inventors of mRNA vaccine technology, produced patent documentation showing that pharmaceutical companies are aware that their shots cause cancer. Why would they tell you that? Because they want to make money off you. They don't care whether you die or not. Malone testified during a hearing on Capitol Hill led by Republican Marjorie Taylor Greene. During that testimony, Malone, Malone presented the pat- patent for Moderna's COVID-19, the COVID vaccine. The patent for the, the jab. Moderna's patent shows that COVID-19 vaccine vials contain billions of DNA fragments. You think, oh, well, so what? What's that? These fragments, along with other contaminants, are linked to birth defects and cancer. So you think, well, people are already born, so birth defects aren't an issue. Yeah, they are. You pass it on if you're going to have children. In the, in the patent, Baderna admits that contaminants in the shots cause cancer. All the shots. You think, well, I, I had it. I got it this year. I didn't get cancer. Give it some time. Did You don't have any problem with cancer? Most people I know, I, I'm not going to say they're fearful of cancer. But if they got a diagnosis, this is why you're feeling the way you are, or this is why you're coughing, or this is why you're feeling no, no energy, or this is why you're bleeding out, that gets your attention, dude. Malone highlights in his testimony the U.S. Food and Drug Administration, that's called the FDA, apparently ignored this admission when approving the shots for public use. Do you hear what he said? They ignored Moderna's own admission that contaminants in the shot would cause cancer. I thought the government was trying to cure cancer. Don't, don't get caught up in that, dude. Do not get caught up in that. If you're, anybody's going to cure cancer, you better work on it, cleaning up your act. The failure <clears throat> raises major concerns, especially as several top FDA officials secured high-paying jobs at Moderna after they approved the injections. I'm telling you people, money, money, money corrupts people. Money corrupts people's judgment. They overlooked the contaminants causing cancer and went over and took a big time pay increase, left government and went to work for Moderna. During the hearing, Dr. Malone highlighted that Moderna acknowledges in its patent that RNA is prefer preferable to DNA and 
<coughs> in vaccines. I can just go on and on and on talking about all this COVID stuff. It's it's just Malone warned that those who have received the mRNA injections would likely be at risk from anything that is associated with DNA damage. In terms of DNA damage, Malone explains that birth defects and cancer are the most notable ones. Don't you don't you sometimes wonder how come we got so much cancer? Have you ever have you ever wondered that? Have you ever looked around and think how many people got cancer? And now we have these I mean, I have friends that have died of cancer. Just from the guy that have taken the jab. It's crazy. I'm just checking my time here. My time, my timer clock I normally use just quit. It just disappeared off the screen. So now I have to watch the counter, the different counter. Yeah, I'm more, more, uh, to, I have to pay more attention. So, you know, Ron DeSantis down there in Florida, he, he has a Florida, he has a surgeon general named Joseph Ladapo. He looks kind of like he might have got his training in Africa. I'm not, I don't really know. I haven't ever heard him talk and see if he had an African accent. But um, anyway, he sent the FDA commissioner, Commissioner Califf, and CDC director, the new one, Mandy Cohen, a letter pressing for greater transparency about the potentials for DNA integration into the human genome, a concern that could have far-reaching implications. He reminded Califf of a previous communication dated May 10, which had yet to receive a response. Do you know that, have you ever noticed in these Senate subcommittee hearings and congressional hearings, how many times these senators and congressmen write these agencies and don't, and and months go by, nobody, nobody communicates back. They just, they just blow them off. It's unbelievable. So I'm going to go, I'll, let me take a, a break here and we'll come right back. Anyway, getting back to the Federal Reserve and the Bank for International Settlements, um, these groups are in cahoots with the biggest crooks of all, the Jesuits that bought up Bank of America 
And they had little secret deals to try to apportion the riches of the world. And in the meantime, all of the countries of the world know that this thievery is going on. And we have been working together. I've been writing all of the ambassadors for the last five years since I was fired illegally. They knew I was their lawyer. They knew I was telling them the truth. And I said, you're not going to get away with this. And there's a group of World Bank whistleblowers from different countries. And one of them in particular, Elaine Colville, who's Scottish, the two of us have been writing to the UK Parliament. And uh, the UK Parliament on the 20th of July just published our statements. My statement was, okay, guys, we're running out of time. It's time to get serious and tell these thugs and crooks that they're fired. And Elaine Colville said, the UK Parliament better do its job. And that's up there for everybody to read. Um, because I can tell you, uh, and you didn't follow up on one of the things I just said, so I'll say it again. We are talking about the biggest thuggery of all, and that is the Jesuits in the Vatican. And one of the things I have just found out... Well, because, the new Pope you know, is a Jesuit, right? That's right. Greg, I'm going to tell you something which um, I just found out about, because... Let, let me step back a little bit and say how I got involved in all of this. They say follow the money. That's what I did. I saw that people were being lied to about the money, and you're not allowed to do that. When, when bonds are issued on the capital markets, and I bought a World Bank bond, you're entitled to accurate financial statements, and they were not being audited according to the auditing standards. So I sued the World Bank, and I sued KPMG, and then 188 ministers of finance settled my lawsuit, but I couldn't get that thing implemented. So I was trying to find out why not. And let me tell you what I just found out. Um, I always thought that the CIA was the problem and the, you know, the other intelligence agencies. Guess what? There's a grand intelligence agency that the Vatican puts out, and all of those other crooks are operating under the Vatican intelligence agency. The money That's is what's about going on. In trauma-based mind control, Trauma is used to hack into the mind and body's defense systems in order to train a person's behavior. This is accomplished in three steps. In step one, the victim's identity is destroyed. This is achieved by depriving the victim of their basic needs and inflicting pain upon them until they become exhausted, confused, and disoriented. In this state, they no longer trust themselves and become receptive to guidance from an outside authority. Step two, through a strict system of rewards and punishments, the victim is imprinted with a new identity. The new identity is trained to self-isolate by having it denounce everything associated with the previous identity. And finally, with step three, through the continued use of trauma, the rebuilding of the victim's new self is crafted and maintained however the mind controller chooses. For this to work, the subject must remain oblivious to the fact that they are being trained. This is accomplished by keeping them in a helpless, victim state of mind with the use of trauma. The entire method requires regular ritualistic abuse to keep the target in the victim state. Declassified documents show how drugs and sensory overload are used to inflict trauma upon the public. But high-level slaves are often procured from families with an established history of child abuse. Intergenerational or multi-generational trauma abuse is when a person abuses their child and that child grows up to abuse their child and that person grows up to abuse their child 
and so on. This increases a person's susceptibility to trauma-based mind control. Experiments with mice have shown that the offspring of a traumatized pregnant mother are born depressed and exhibit problems socializing with others. A nurturing upbringing by a healthy surrogate mother did not reverse the abnormal behaviors, indicating an in utero transformation of the brain. And bioinformatic analysis revealed long-lasting alterations in the DNA. This is why the CIA is known for targeting children from families of multi-generational child abuse. They are easier to mind control. This is why world leaders are all from the same bloodlines. This brutal technique has been used and understood for centuries. And if a group of people vying for power wanted a loyal army of soldiers, the easiest way would be by breeding them. And the evidence shows that this is how our society was created. From the middle of the 19th century and well into the next, hundreds of thousands of orphans were distributed and sold in the United States and millions worldwide. They were advertised, delivered by train, and sold at fairs. In America, these orphans were being managed and distributed by a private organization from Britain known as the Odd Fellows, many of whom were orphans themselves. The ancient Order of Oddfellows is an international fraternity whose members, such as Albert Pike and several U.S. presidents during the orphan train years, were often members of Freemasonic lodges as well. With their first official lodge in the United States established in 1819, the Oddfellows are officially committed to educating orphans, but they seem to have been procuring them and breeding them as well. The Oddfellows' first female chapter the Daughters of Rebecca, was founded right before the orphan trains began, and a depiction of their work shows hints of mass breeding and surrogate motherhood. They worked closely with the Oddfellows at large institutions known as orphan asylums and foundling asylums, where many members themselves were born. The Rothschild banking dynasty provided funding for several of these orphan asylums. According to Philip Eugene de Rothschild, the family has privately bred over 100,000 offspring, including Adolf Hitler. This is why pedophilia is so prevalent among the families of world leaders. While it is used for extortion, its primary function is for trauma-based mind control. Because to the mind controller, trauma equals transformation, and there is nothing more traumatizing to a person than pedophilia. If you had a million mind control slaves placed in positions of power, then you could control entire nations, but only if the masses were also kept in a relative state of trauma. Greg Reese reporting. So anyway, uh, this is this typical interview, you know. <clears throat> so on December 14th, we're starting out May, no response. December 14th, the FDA provided a written response providing no evidence that DNA integration assessments have been conducted to address 
risks outlined by the FDA themselves in 2007. Just all the way back in 2007. So anyway, uh, this Ladapo basically, uh, he's wanting to call a halt for use of COVID-19 mRNA vaccines because he thinks they're dangerous. He says, I'm calling for a halt to the use of mRNA COVID-19 vaccines. The U.S. Food and Drug Administration and the CDC have already played it fast and loose with COVID-19 vaccine safety, but their failure to test for DNA integration with the human genome as their own guidelines dictate when the vaccines are known to be contaminated with foreign DNA is intolerable. Do you know there's like... uh, baby parts in there, aborted baby stuff and animal stuff in those shots. It's just unbelievable. So DNA integration poses a unique and elevated risk to human health and to the integrity of the human genome, including the risk that DNA integrated into sperm or egg gametes could be passed on to the offspring of the vaccine recipient. In other words, you take it and you think, oh, uh, it's just my body. I, I got it. I, I wasn't pregnant when I took it. And then you get pregnant, right? If the risks of DNA integration have not been assessed, these vaccines are not appropriate for human beings. Thank you, Mr. Ladapo. Providers concerned about patient health risk associated with COVID-19 should prioritize patient access to the vaccines and treatment. It is my hope that in regard to COVID-19, the FDA will one day seriously consider its regulatory responsibility to protect human health. You know what they're protecting? The profits of big pharma. That's who they're protecting. The same way that the California Public Utility Commission is not about protecting the public. It's about protecting the utilities. That's why they always get their raises and you can't afford them. You can't afford... When it's not raining here, nobody waters their lawns in Cal- Cal- in in Marysville because California Water Service screws people over with rape rates or rate rape. In September, Ladapo issued a warning to Americans about the new vaccine. There's essentially no evidence that for a need for it. There's been no clinical trial done in human beings showing that it, it benefits people. There's been no clinical trial showing that it's safe product for people. <coughs> Crazy. If I had kids today again, I would not vaccinate them with anything. I just had a lady tonight at a meeting I was at asked me, if they, if I knew a doctor that could help her with her child with autism, I thought, well, I wonder if the vaccines screwed him up or screwed her up. You know, the, the number of people compared to kids back when I was a kid that have autism is like 10,000 times more, something like that. It just, you know... It's so obvious that something we're doing to our own people are damaging them. And the one thing that we're doing incredible of 
and big pharma pays doctors big money to subsidize and give them spiffs for uh, vaccinating. You know, they say some some kids are getting up to 70 to 80 vaccines. That's incredible. And I I know people now that they they say we're we're not doing any vaccines, no vaccines, not COVID vaccine, not any vaccines. And if, if, if we can't attend school, we'll create our own school. Being healthy is more important than going to a government school. The government schools, by the way, are the worst schools by far in the area. You can go on to freedomco.net, and if you scroll down, you'll see a school listed there called EPEC, E-P-E-C, not EPIC, but EPEC, E-P-E-C, a private school. There's also a, uh, if you call Church of Glad Tidings, you can get, uh, or you could go on our website, you can find a support group for parents that want to homeschool their kids. We have a lot of friends of mine now homeschool their own kids. They love it. And there's a co-op, I guess I call it a co-op, of hundreds of parents that are working together. They meet once once a they meet once a week. They meet once a week. I believe they meet on Fridays at Church of Glad Tidings. They just use the campus out there at eleven seventy nine Eager Road. But if you want to be a part of that, they don't charge for it. And you could you can uh, you think oh why well, I need a good math curriculum or I don't know how to start or I wonder what people are using for social studies or how how they're doing this or how they're doing that that we have parents that know everything they're not just, they're not church necessarily all church people there's people that are working together to make their kids have a wonderful educational experience and that's called uh, arrow education it's not a school. It's just a cooperative of parents pulling together, and they meet once a week out at Glad Tidings and use the facilities for some mutual education, some sports, some fun, some have a meal together, and uh, and learn together. So there's some options for you there, um, and and you just leave the vaccine thing behind. I mean, you just just forget it. You just you just keep your kids healthy, keep them off sugar and processed foods, and keep a strong immune system, you're not going to have a problem. And you're not going to face any, you know, if, if stuff doesn't, if, if stuff's not being put in your body, you're not having to deal with it. Once they start injecting you with all this stuff and giving you medications, trouble. Well, there was a guy that we, that came to town, that the church one weekend named Greg Phillips. <clears throat> and I'd, seen a little bit on YouTube, Greg Phillips. He was a really bright guy that had been working on election integrity for many years. And uh, we prayed for him because he had a health crisis. And uh, he and uh, Greg Phillips and Catherine Engelbrecht. Catherine is out of Texas. She started a group called True the Vote during the Obama administration. And she sued the Obama administration because they were harassing her because she was causing a stir and organizing a lot of these uh, Tea Party people and getting the vote out. And Obama was afraid he's going to lose his second round as president. 
So they tried to carpet bomb her with all the alphabet soup agencies like OSHA and IRS and FBI and all that kind of stuff. So Catherine Engelbrecht and Greg Phillips have been doing this True the Vote. That's an organization. And so they they came up. You remember the movie 2000 Mules that Dinesh D'Souza did? Well, that was based upon the research of these two folks. And uh, so they were were exposing a lot of these. So you, you probably had the feeling that right after Trump <clears throat> didn't wasn't coronated as a new president. And all the a lot of the results showed that he actually went from way far ahead to behind. Just how'd that happen? I don't know. Just went behind. And so um, anyway, they started raising these issues and various people pushed back. Various judges wouldn't even hear that there was uh, you know, as as a citizen, you have a right to say, I don't believe you. I don't believe this, the results of this election. And you shouldn't be held accountable for your insecurities at all because there's all kinds of fraud going on. And you have a right to question the system. What the government's been doing is saying, you don't have a right to question the system or that's called insurrection. So anyway, Catherine Engelbrecht and Greg Phillips got put in jail. They got arrested and put in jail for snooping around and looking at the election results. They did five days, I think, in jail. So they ended up suing <clears throat> Stacey Abrams, Mark Elias, who's an attorney, and the far, far left fair right or fair fair fight organization. A whole bunch of people. They wanted to sue, so they got into a lawsuit with them. So this week, <clears throat> True the Vote, TTV, declared a decisive triumph in their legal battle against Stacey Abrams of Georgia, Fair Fight, and the legal teams led by Mark Elias and the Biden Department of Justice. That's no small group, right? A federal court in the Northern District of Georgia today affirmed that citizens have the right to lawfully petition their government in support of election integrity without fear of persecution or prosecution. That's exactly what they did to them. That's what they did to Rudy Giuliani. <clears throat> That's what they did to all these other attorneys that were trying to help Trump. That's they did to Donald Trump. In a resounding vindication, according to Engelbrecht, sick, uh, TTV, that's her organization, True the Vote, successfully defended its actions on December 2020, aiding Georgia citizens in filing elector challenges based on data showing over 364,000 voters appeared to be ineligible to vote due to change in residency. In other words, they were voting illegally. The victory is a testament to every American's constitutional right to free speech and importance of actively participating in the process. Catherine confirmed or affirmed today's ruling sends a clear message to those who would attempt to control the course of our nation through lawfare, lawsuits, and intimidation. American citizens won't be silenced. 
uh, three years of litigation, 12 witnesses. Stephen Jones, the judge, awarded a complete defense verdict for all defendants. This decision is monumental. It vindicates true the vote in totality and establishes the eligibility challenges under Section 230 are a proper method to ensure voter rolls are accurate. I am grateful to help achieve this great victory. Now, on down here, it says something else I get. Okay. Says here, a notarized... Uh, I don't know whether I want to do that or not. I'm just going to go down here and see what else we got. I think we have some other things to talk about anyway. It just gets in too many weeds down here. Um, the other thing is another court ruling rules that Trump is innocent in Officer Brian Sicknicks. What a name. Sick Nick. You remember Officer Brian Sicknick that the media said was hit with a fire extinguisher? He was at the January 6th event providing, um, you know, supervisorial services, law enforcement. Supposedly that the rioters killed him. Brian Sicknick killed a cop. And they also, even though Donald Trump was never at the scene, he's, he's been being sued left and right for causing all this just because of his personality a federal judge though has dismissed the wrongful death claim against former president trump relating to the death of u.s capitol police officer brian sick nick who tragically passed away at after the january 6th event for months the mainstream media new york times led the charge they lied about Officer Sick Nick's death and falsely claimed he died from injuries suffered after being hit in the head with a fire extinguisher. This is a Gateway Pundit article, and they said we were the first news outlet to report that Sick Nick may have died from a stroke. Shazam. A source has told TGP, that the officer had medical emergency had a, an, a medical emergency, possibly a stroke while on duty during the protest. It's not clear if it was connected or related to the unrest. This is what this one there in 2021. This is what they wrote. Everybody else was saying, "Oh no, they they hit him in the head." The media reported the officer died from injury suffered from being hit with a fire extinguisher. He was in anyway. <clears throat> In April 2021, the district chief medical examiner ruled that Capitol Police Officer Brian Sick Nick suffered two strokes and died of natural causes. In other words, someone didn't kill him. The autopsy found no evidence of external or internal injuries, and Sick Nick did not have an allergic reaction to any chemical irritants because what was happening in the police were spraying the protesters or demonstrators with chemicals. And some of them returned and they sprayed back bear spray. There was a lot of spray going on, but they said even that sick Nick did not have allergic reaction to any chemical. This is another case 
and and there's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of them now of the media framing your reality and it's all a lie it's a hoax it's just like a hollywood movie <clears throat> again francisco diaz the medical examiner said the autopsy found no evidence of the 42 year old officer suffering an allergic reaction to chemical ir- ir- irritants which diaz said Sicknick's throat would have seized quickly, but that didn't happen. And there's no other evidence of external bangs on the head or internal stuff. You know who, you know, who was caused this lawsuit? This is so pitiful. It's, It's sad to say you're an American sometimes, you know, Julie Cater, who used to like, uh, sleep around, uh, I'm sorry, not Julian Cater, but Julian, uh, two men were arrested uh, for the assault against Sicknick, Julian Cater and George Tanius. Both of them didn't do a thing. They just didn't do a darn thing. And uh, so without getting into more details about that, um, the sad thing is a gal that he used to sleep around with filed a uh after he died they weren't even together they weren't even a thing anymore they never got married they didn't have kids they had a dog together this gal named last name of garza sandra garza so she saw there was cash around so she filed a personal injury suit against trump and against cater and uh antonios they'd been broken up for six months when sick nick died she repositioned herself, referring to her as his partner and occasionally, quite dishonestly, as his fiance. Isn't that amazing? They're not together for six months. Said, it's over, babe. And yet she said, I was his fiance. I'm telling you, people are just so full of crap. This gal is a grifter. She's a money hustler. She's an ambulance chaser. And so you read these things and hear things on the news that sound so big, so professional. Today, former President Donald Trump was sued for killing a police officer. That's how it sounds to you, right? And and who's behind it? A floozy, a hustler, a bimbo, a milf that's trying to score on a dead cop and trying to make it sound like these guys killed him. And the fact is he had a stroke. That's all that happened. She's contending she had a domestic partnership and, and probably in line for his death benefits. This is so sick. And, and we're like, we're judging the future of the country on, on these kind of lawsuits. It's unbelievable. It's the same thing that just happened in Georgia. People are liars down there. That Raffensperger, Secretary of State, that guy is a stone-cold liar. I think I need to take a break, and then we have one more segment, and then we'll wrap it up.
said. I've been at the Hoover Institution at Stanford for 20 years, where Claudine Gay, Harvard's current president, was a professor at the time. When she came up for tenure, she had written no books, only four articles, all on the victimization of black people. Yet they tenured her. It was so controversial. And then, many years later, she went to Harvard with tenure, with a total output over her whole career of 11 articles. You don't get tenure at Harvard with 11 articles. She got an exemption. Yes, her parents were Haitian immigrants, but she went to Phillips Exeter Academy, America's most exclusive prep school, and then went to Princeton, then to Stanford, then to Harvard, schools that take fewer than 8%. She got every opportunity in the world. They bent over backwards at these very prestigious liberal institutions to greenlight her career. And then when the George Floyd thing came, she got catapulted into very high-level university administration positions on the basis that America is a systematically racist country. Dr. Gay, you weren't the victim of systemic racism, although you say that now. You certainly weren't fired like Stanford's white male president because 30 years ago he did something inappropriate in an illustration or something was wrong with one paper. Dr. Gay didn't get fired, despite all the evidence of sloppy scholarship, maybe even downright plagiarism. The president of the University of Pennsylvania, a white woman, who had a much better record, had to step down merely because she wasn't clear enough in denouncing anti-Semitism. This Harvard president, President Gay, has deplatformed and disinvited guests, showing no honoring of the First Amendment, censoring and punishing people whose speech was ideologically different from hers. Now she suddenly claims she's a stalwart protector of the First Amendment. She's in her early 50s. The system has bent over backwards for her as a black woman. Yet she, and the likes of Hannah and Nicole Jones, claim she's a victim of systemic racism. And yet, Dr. Gay tolerates a campus in which there is a systematic campaign on her campus harassing Jews, even hoping they die. Claudine Gay, president of Harvard, is the epitome of what has happened to higher education. What has taken centuries for the Ivy League to accrue a top reputation can be lost in a few years. If you bring in students who don't meet standards and hire faculty based on their race, their ethnicity, or sexual orientation, even a president who's written only 11 papers in her whole life, some that are under suspicion of plagiarism, and she is the leading academic at Harvard? There's no there there. There are a half a million academics in the U.S. alone with better records than she has. Yet Gay feels that the DEI community is absolutely exempt from any criticism that it's racist to the core. Remember, we saw BLM, Black Lives Matter, fly a glider poster glorifying the mass murder of Jews on October 7th. There were no repercussions for Black Lives Matter. And we know the long history of anti-Semitism in the radical left black community, Jesse Jackson, Al Sharpton, Louis Farrakhan, and now the people in the squad. And yet President Gay at Harvard, who has had this privileged DEI career, and not only doesn't she condemn calls for genocide of the Israelis, she has the audacity to say it depends on the context because she is a strong supporter of the First Amendment when nothing in her career evidences that. Then her supporters play the race card from the bottom of the deck, claiming she's a victim because she's just a powerful black woman. It's fantastic. Orwellian. Weird. 
Anyway, uh, that is uh, what, uh, what Victor Davis Hanson, senior fellow at the Hoover Institution at Stanford, said in his most recent podcast. After a lackluster 2022, 23 was a hot year for stocks. The S&P 500 was up 24%. So how's your portfolio looking? Bet it's not looking as good as members of Congress because politicians crushed the market last year. Their performance smoked, and I mean smoked, professional money managers who do this all day for a living. Let's take a look back at 2023's best performing stock pickers in Congress. Thanks to stock market congressional expert and tracker, Unusual Whales. Coming in at number one, Democrat Congressman Brian Higgins from New York. He was up a whopping 239%. And he's going out on top. He's leaving Congress in February. Smart. Sitting in at number two, Republican Congressman Mark Green from Tennessee, who was up 122% this year. Democrat Senator Dick Blumenthal, also on the list of lawmakers who destroyed the market this year. He was up 68%. What about the Wolf of Washington? Nancy Pelosi, she came in 41 points above the S&P 500 this year. Well done, Nance. I mean, Pauly. Next is the man who really believes Biden talked to Hunter's business clients about the weather the whole time. Dan Goldman was up 53% this year. That a boy, Danny. And then we have Republican Congressman Dan Crenshaw, who beat the market by 13 points. Overall, Democrats outperformed Republicans by about 13 points. Our lawmakers made over a billion dollars in financial transactions this year. A lot of them investing in companies that they had inside information on. Ladies and gentlemen, this is what corruption looks like. And that is why Congress still hasn't passed a ban on insider stock trading. All right, here we go. So I'm going to leave Sick Nick and Sandra Garza. You know these two guys that they went after? They've been locked up, those January 6th boys. They didn't do anything wrong. They didn't do a thing wrong. They just they got somebody to identify them that they were there at the scene. They hooked them up, man. You should take second and third looks at the judicial system of this country, man. It is funky. Funky. So my friend Doug LaMalfa, who, oh, they're going to they're gonna do all kinds of legislation. They're going to save the world. They're going to stop the border. They're going to do this. I wonder if Doug LaMalfa supported Trump's border wall. He all same. Every once in a while, he's like that. A storm that comes through Doug LaMalfa's. Every once in a while, he's anti-Trump. Then all of a sudden, he's for Trump. You know, it's like you kind of look at the American flag to see which way the wind's blowing. Now it's going to, oh, they're going to stop it. They're going to put all technology down there. Do you know that there were hundreds of millions of dollars in fence panels that were made? Under the Trump administration when they were building the wall and when the Bidens took over. 
they had all these fence panels down there and they, they were supposed to be installed, right? The money was allotted for it. You know what they did? They, um, they junked it. They allowed, they went out pennies on the dollar to junkyards, recycling yards. These people in Washington, I'm telling you, they are the enemy. You thought Putin was the enemy? You think Xi and China's enemy? The enemy is here. The enemy is right in our country. They're at your back door. They're up in their business all the time, sending you nasty grams, threatening you. We have the enemy running the country right now. Do you realize that 50, have you ever been to New York? I mean, I'm talking about driving through or whatever, you know. Let's just think of a big city, right? <clears throat> Do you know that 50% of the hotel rooms in New York City are being occupied by people from other countries that came in here illegally? And because New York's a sanctuary city, who do you think? Do you think those hotels are donating those rooms for those illegals? <laughs> they ain't donating them. They're not only getting paid for them, they're getting paid a premium because those, those, those folks don't live like a hotel resident. Most hotel folks are not hard on hotels. The tenant, you know, have you ever gone to a state at a hotel? I mean, unless you're young and you're just brash and you're getting loaded and you're throwing stuff and doing stupid stuff, right? And kid stuff. But most adults just go in and use a hotel room, right? And you clean it and you're good for the next person. They don't trash it. These hotel rooms will never be the same. These people are not used to living in hotel rooms and leaving them nice. They're getting hundreds of millions of dollars a year for these hotels. Illegal aliens were lined up for blocks. These are not Americans, people, lined up during the Depression. You ever seen those pictures of Americans lined up during Depression? They're, they're waiting for a job. They're waiting for a food handout, soup. These are people that don't even belong in this country. I'm not saying they, uh, I don't like them. I'm just saying there's ways to come into a country. Just like I traveled to Cambodia. I traveled to Vietnam. I traveled to other countries. And every country has different rules on how to enter it. Cambodia and Thailand and Vietnam, they all have different, and China all have different rules for entering the country. And you don't negotiate that. You don't just like, oh, yeah, well, I'm just going to come over here and I know you'll overlook it. No, they're not going to overlook it over there. They're, they're not as goofed up as us here. Illegal aliens were lined up for blocks to receive free taxpayer-funded housing in New York City. Tens of thousands of illegal aliens. Tens of thousands. I'm sitting right now in a little town called Marysville. There's 12,000 people here. It says tens of thousands of illegal aliens have flooded New York City. The illegals are taking over hotels, schools, and homeless shelters. Eric Adams, the mayor, recently complained that 50% of the city's hotel rooms are now occupied with illegals. Last week, Adams introduced new restrictions on buses carrying illegals into New York City. He said, can't come in on buses no more. 
Now they're dumping them off over New Jersey. You hear that? They're getting around it. Because there it's because it's, it's a sanctuary city, housing's guaranteed. So if they wait in line, they can reapply and be rehoused. Do you ever imagine you'd see this in America? It's happening in San Francisco, too. I'm not sure whether Sacramento is a sanctuary city or not. How about this? I talked about this when it happened. There's a small city on the Arizona-Mexico border called San Luis, or you could say San Luis. But I think they call it San Luis. And down there, some guys got to snooping around, and they, they caught some gals on video ballot harvesting illegally. There's legal and there's illegal. So a bunch of these Mexican ladies were doing some devious ballot work, and they got caught. One was named Gloria Torres. And let me see if I can get down here farther in the article. It tells who the ladies were. Gloria Lopez Torres and Nadia Guadalupe Lizarraga Mayorquin also known as Nadia Buchanan, were each indicted with two class six felonies for conspiracy and ballot abuse. These indictments allege that Gloria Torres collected seven early ballots from Nadia Guadalupe, et cetera, et cetera, in the 2020 primary election, and Lizarraga Meyer Quinn collected at least one early ballot from Flor Ayane Castaneda. Pretty, pretty Mexican-laden place, right? The, pun, the, the article says we previously reported that Taurus received search warrants at the Comite de Bien, o Comite de Bien Estar nonprofit office in San Luis, and law enforcement was looking for evidence of voter fraud in 2020 election. Torres was was the San was on the San Luis City Council, Gloria Torres, and she was also on the school district. She was a board member on the school district, and she was on the city council. So she'd been in political hot water, and people are trying to recall her. But she, but then she was involved with a lady named Guermina Fuentes, who was convicted of a felony in 2022, ballot harvesting. Garamina Fuentes was originally indicted for two class four felonies of forgery and conspiracy in a class five felony of ballot abuse and class six felony of ballot abuse. She pled guilty to only one class six felony for ballot abuse, despite trafficking many ballots and forged signatures, etc., etc. You just plead these things down, you know. Then there was Alma Yadira Dira. Juarez, she pled guilty. Same, same, same type of stuff. After all this happened, 
the lady, Torres, Gloria Torres, that I was talking about to start with, she negotiated her situation down. She pled guilty. And um, she got two years probation. <coughs> but they kept her on the city council. And so the reason there's this big hullabaloo right now is because she ended up getting appointed to be vice mayor. And so that's that's what's going on with her. So you do all this voter fraud. You get two years probation. Don't even need to step off the city council. And then you. Uh, you get to appointed to vice mayor because people like her. I guess somebody likes her. A few years ago, I uh, I wrote an article for the Territorial Dispatch called, I referred to a guy named Diamond Dan. Diamond Dan was the police chief of a small town called Gridley, and it had about 2.4 square miles and a small, small bunch of people lived there. And they have a police department for that very small town. And he... I, I was I don't know how I figured it out, but he was making between three 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 and three hundred fifty thousand dollars for his job of just taking overseeing two point two or two point four square miles. I wrote a couple articles about it and he quit. Took his retirement and left. <clears throat> I saw an article and <clears throat> an interview about the California school system. Why is it failing and how come it costs so much to do so little? And the guy commented, he made a comment of comparing similar populations and said that other states have lots bigger school districts and they don't have as many administrators. And he said these superintendents get a huge amount of money and it and the more you cut up the kids in small numbers uh, with a superintendent over them, uh, it gets very expensive instead of having big districts. But it says that California had twice as many districts as this other. I can't remember what state. I tried to look it up today. I couldn't find where I saw it. So the other day I heard that a superintendent, Craig Gunsler, <clears throat> at the Wheatland School District, which is just south of uh, where I sit, in Yuba County, California, he is a superintendent over Wheatland School District. You know how many kids they have? 1,346 kids. When I was going to Marysville High School, we had 2,300 kids in one school that a, that a principal handled. One, uh, probably a principal and vice principal. 2,300 kids. Wheatland School District, the elementary district, has 1,346 kids. Craig gets 487000 in change. I'm just going to read these off because I don't have much time left. There's a Wheatland High School District that has 1,100 kids. Nicole Newman gets 243,000. These these are these aren't educators, people. These are celebrities. Plumas Lake has 1,416 students. The district. Jeff Roberts, the superintendent, can't do this without a superintendent. You know, he gets a quarter of a million, 256,000. Marysville Joint Unified School District. Now, this is what I tell you about the difference, see. So 
We've been 1,300, 1,100, 1,400. Calusa had 1,531 students, Calusa School District. Rebecca Chongas, she gets 198,000. But then you have Marysville Joint Unified in Yuba County, and uh, they this this superintendent Fal Asrani oversees 10,000 students. She gets paid 314,000. I think I think Gunsler makes more than the governor, and more than the president of the United States, at 487. Don't you think? Now compared to some other bigger districts. Marysville is a lot bigger than what I just was mentioning. But if you go down to uh, <clears throat> Doreen Asumi, who canceled the football season because she thought she saw some racism, uh, she has she's overseeing 13,000 students. It's, she makes 292,000 and change. And Woodland, they have 10,000 students. And Elodia Lamp- Lampkin, she makes three hundred thirty-two thousand and change. But then you have Long Beach Unified. This is why there's some in, in some states they have really big districts like this. They have eighty-one thousand students, and so that that guy or gal Jill Baker gets four hundred seventy-five thousand dollars to oversee eighty-one thousand students. Elk Grove has sixty-seven thousand students. So Christopher Hoffer gets 513000 So it just gives you some perspective of why California. Now, um, I was just, I don't know, I still have some time here. So my friend who, uh, she alerted me to this Facebook site. And... Uh, says, Everything Yuba County is the Facebook site, if you want to look it up. And she says, hey, taxes, taxes, and more taxes. Yuba County, hold on to your britches. You have a record number of school bonds on the March 2024 ballot. That's just short, just around the corner, folks. Marisol High School's got a bond. Right now, I pay on three bonds on my taxes for Marisol High School, and I'll be paying the next person that owns this house will be paying. Actually, these bonds go on for decades. It's not like your, your car paid off in 60 months. Plumas Lake elementary school district is asking for you to approve three bonds. Wheatland high school district. Remember, I just read about Wheatland, right? They got two bonds. Yuba college may even do a bond. Folks, the system, we're way overpaying these people, and they aren't performing worth a darn. Phallus Ronnie at at Marysville can say to her hair falls off that her kids are brilliant. There are no brilliant kids at Marysville High School, uh, the Marysville District. Einstein was brilliant. There's people brilliant out there, but not high school kids. Come on. Really? Oppenheimer, Von Braun, amazing medical breakthroughs. They're brilliant. Not high school kids. Please. Please quit quit uh, talking 
out the top of your head and over over exaggerating. Nobody trusts anything you say when you say stupid stuff. Just keep it real. Keep it real. But folks, listen, there's going to be a lot of I don't know. I'll tell you about them when they come up. There's going to be a lot of tax proposed tax increases on the ballot. A lot of bonds. They're, they're all asking you for the same thing. They want your money. Tell them no all the way down the line. No more money. And I want some of my money back. I want to get some of these big educators or big uh, government employees that are making celebrity status money. I want to get them gone. Retire them out. Give them the golden handshake. Get rid of them. All right. So uh, that's it for today. And uh, thank you for listening. And we will get back to you next week. Lord willing. Okay. God bless you. Trees of green, red roses too. I see them bloom for me and you. And I think to myself, what a wonderful world. I see skies of blue. The bright blessed day and the dark sacred night and I think to myself